In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We say in the Nicene Creed, we just said in the Nicene Creed, he shall come again with glory to judge both the quick and the dead. And our epistle today gives us some sense of what this judgment entails. It tells us, quote, therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will reveal the counsels of the heart. And then each one's praise shall come from God. When Jesus comes, he will reveal things we cannot now see. He'll reveal the inner motives that are hidden beneath our outward actions. God made a world in which meaning is hidden. The Bible uses the word mystery to describe this, to describe things which were once hidden but are now revealed. St. Paul calls himself a steward of the mysteries of Christ. A mystery is something that was previously hidden but has now been revealed. And these mysteries can be grasped by people who have eyes of faith to see them, to understand them. The word sacrament comes from this biblical word for mystery. We refer to the Eucharist as the holy mysteries because in the Eucharist, things that are hidden are revealed to us. This is the meaning also of the word apocalypse that sometimes is sort of thrown out as referring to the end of things. Sometimes people hear apocalypse and think of something that's destructive or, or, or that destroys things. But an apocalypse is something that reveals something. Yes, the literal meaning is uncovering or unveiling or revelation. The Eucharist is, in fact, a mini apocalypse that points us forward to the day when Christ will reveal everything. The epistle tells us that people are also mysteries. There is something hidden about us that we can't see, that others can't see, that will be made known. And namely, what St. Paul calls, quote, the counsels of the heart. Our opening collect each week tells us, or, or we pray, Almighty God, unto whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid. This is what will be revealed on the last day when Jesus comes. As Jesus said in St. Luke's Gospel, quote, For there is nothing covered that will not be revealed, nor hidden that will not be known. Therefore, what you have spoken in the dark will be heard in the light. And what you have spoken in the ear in the inner rooms will be proclaimed upon the housetops. Since we cannot see the heart, we fall into the error of judging people by outward appearances. In the epistle, St. Paul is defending himself against this very thing. Despite the knowledge and wisdom that St. Paul uh, displays in his writings, he was apparently not a particularly good preacher 
and not a very attractive physical presence. Some people in Corinth, it seems, preferred a man whose name was Apollos, who was both more physically attractive and also a better orator. Since appearance is a prevailing standard of judgment in the world, we devote much time, effort, and money towards our outward appearance, towards appearing outwardly beautiful and successful. However, when the hidden things of darkness are brought to light, we will be judged by our interior motives and intentions. Many people who are outwardly beautiful are inwardly ugly. And many people whose outward appearance does not grab our attention are inwardly beautiful. Isaiah says that our Lord, quote, has no form or comeliness. And when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. We are drawn to our Lord because he is holy and because he is good, not because he is handsome and successful. Many people have outward success, but their outward success is built upon dishonesty and the ill treatment of others, and the products they make or the services they offer are not good for people. Other people do not have the visible emblems of success, but they do their work quietly to the glory of God and for the good of the people they do it for. The coming great apocalypse will uncover this mystery of people. On the day of judgment, the appearance of beauty and success will be stripped away, and inward ugliness will be revealed. Conversely, inner beauty and holiness will be manifested in magnificent and glorious bodies like our Lord's body. On that day, we will see things as they really are. This is the reason we should avoid judging people based on appearances. We cannot judge people accurately because there are so many things hidden about people that we cannot see. Where they come from, what they have experienced, the burden of pain that they happen to carry. I remember a long time ago, a woman came to talk with me around Christmas time. And she was a single mother with many children, and not all the children were from the same husband. And I had sympathy for her situation, but I did have a, a sort of subterranean spirit of judgment about it. And then she sat down and told me her story, how her father had left the family, how her mother was an alcoholic who would allow boys to be with her if they would buy her mother beer, how she ran away from home to get away from all this at age 18, how this led to some not very healthy relationships. All of a sudden, the picture changed a little bit. I felt a little bit convicted because I had passed judgment on the outward appearance without the inner knowledge of what was really going on in the situation. And thus, rather than judging each other, we ought to make the effort to get to know each other. 
rather than making a snap judgment based on outward appearances and natural prejudices, maybe perhaps instead a cup of coffee and some time to get to know another person. Who are you? Where have you come from? What are you struggling with? How can I help? To be sure, people often need to take responsibility for their lives in new ways and make better decisions now than they have in the past. However, friendship and understanding are usually more helpful than judgment and rejection in moving people towards that end. We should judge ourselves rightly also. We should be less concerned about the acquisition of money and things and more concerned about the pursuit of holiness and the cultivation of virtue in our daily lives. As St. Peter writes, quote, do not let your adornment be merely outward, arranging the hair, wearing gold, or putting on fine apparel. Rather, let it be the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. And again, Peter writes, quote, be clothed with humility, for God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. As we persevere in the life of prayer, we grow in our understanding of the mystery of God, and we also grow in our understanding of the mystery of people, including ourselves. When we see God as he really is in our prayer, as we grow into this vision of God, we see ourselves more clearly as we really are. And the more we see our true selves, the more sympathy we have for other people in their struggle. We learn to love rather than judge, first to love ourselves and then to love others out of that reservoir of grace that we have experienced. Therefore, judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes, who will both bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels of the heart. Then everyone's praise will come from God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.